Now, for those of you who follow my personal social media pages, you know that I mentioned a while back that I had a big announcement that I was going to be making. Well, yesterday I officially went public with it, and I am happy to announce here on the Boochcast that Booch Fest is returning. And it is coming to the Anchor Bar in Kennesaw, Georgia. Located at 2708 Town Center Drive, Kennesaw, Georgia, 30144. Again, that address is 2708 Town Center Drive, Kennesaw, Georgia, 30144. The show will be taking place on November 3rd at 8 p.m. And that will be the first of many shows that will be taking place on a bi-weekly basis, which means starting November 3rd, every other Thursday, there will be a comedy showcase at the Anchor Bar. The show will be hosted by me, and it will feature some of the funniest comics the Atlanta comedy scene has to offer. Some have been doing it for years, some who are relatively new, and some who may even be stepping on a comedy stage for the very first time. All comedy acts, no matter how long they've been performing, are welcome to be in this show. So come on down for a great night of comedy as the Booch is taking over Kennesaw. And on December 10th, Combat Pro Wrestling presents Seasons Beatings at Eastside High School, located at 1300 Brushy Creek Drive, Taylor, South Carolina, 29687. Again, that address is 1300 Brushy Creek Road, Taylor, South Carolina, 29687. I, of course, will be the ring announcer for this event, and the show will be featuring special guest general manager, WWE Hall of Famer, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Also scheduled to appear are... The Cowboy James Storm, the legendary Barbarian, the Greater Good Garrett Sinclair, Forever Young Devin Cruz, from AEW Griff Garrison, the Russian Wolf Neil Koloff, from Tosh.0 Dave Wills, it's still real to me dammit, the All-American Blue Chipper Chase Emery, Buckshot Brian Brock, NWA Tag Team Champions and NWA United States Tag Team Champions. The Heat Seekers. Born Scum Chase Lovelace. Stan the Man Lee. From AEW Dark and Friday Night SmackDown, Marcus Cross. Outlaw Randy Wayne. From AEW Dark, The Brolic, Tyson Maddox. The Gimmick Destroyer, Dave Stage, and many, many more stars. Be sure to follow them on social media via Facebook at Combat Pro Wrestling, Twitter at Real Combat Pro, and on Instagram at Combat underscore Pro underscore Wrestling. To find out more information on superstars that will be added and when the tickets will be on sale. I am so excited to be part of this show. I look forward to ring announcing and I also look forward to seeing all of you in Taylor, South Carolina as we do a benefit show for the Eastside High School weightlifting department. So come on out for a great show and let's help the students of Eastside High make some motherfucking Games. I've tried, 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 and I've tried even more. I've cried, 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 and I can't recall what for. I press, I push, I build, I beg, hope get some success. The inevitable fact is that it never will. 
refuse to give my fucks have all run dry I've tried to go fuck shopping but there's no fucks left to buy I've got no fucks to give the more fucks I've tried to get I'm over my fuck budget and I'm now in fucking debt everybody this is Vinny Bucci aka the Booch and welcome to the recap of NXT and of course ladies and gentlemen joining me here on the Boochcast he is the NXT correspondent he's been woken yep he's been broken absolutely and now he's just broke ladies and gentlemen please welcome to the Boochcast the one the only the broke soulless ginger Mr. Zach Scott what's up dude and do this yes it's me the broke soulless ginger Zach Scott genuinely speaking I'm not that broke Vinny oh here we go one thing real quick this card was fucking boring Vinny say it with me on three one two three Boring. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, I, I thought I mentioned that several times during the show. <laughs> like, 
Yeah. New York's just really boring. Yeah. <laughs> I had a dream. I was watching a crappy NXT. Oh, no, it's not a dream. It's a nightmare. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Let's get this shit party started. And there <laughs> even wasn't a party. It was really boring. Okay, let's move on. All right. Well, we kick off this episode of NXT with an in-ring segment involving our NXT champion, Braun Breaker. Breaker wants to address the crowd after his victory at Halloween Havoc. Breaker puts over Wesley in his title run. Pretty dead interrupts and complains about Breaker taking up their ring time. Wesley joins and notes that it's not a big deal because Wilson and Prince both have great hair. Breaker inspects Prince's hair and agrees. Breaker agrees and gives Prince and Wilson the ring. Lee and Breaker give Pretty Deadly a proper introduction and officially challenge them for the tag titles later tonight. Wilson goes nuts and says opening the show sucks and this can't get any worse. R-Truth's music immediately hits and Wilson and Prince are not amused. Truth daps up Breaker and Lee as Pretty Deadly slinks off. It was pretty funny when Pretty Deadly came out and they were making fun of Braun Baker and Braun Baker goes like, oh, why don't you shut up, you wankers? I was like, touche there, Mr. Braun Baker, touche. Then, of course, the palm tree looking motherfucker, when you don't look like a palm tree today. Wesley came out there. I'm trying to back him up. Everything else, this is really was a good opening segment. A little too funny. But then again, Braun Baker making fun of the Motley Crew grouping wannabes was pretty funny. Vinny, your thoughts? Um, honestly, I looked at this and I was, I'm sitting here like, really? This is what we're getting? Uh, I knew it was coming a mile away. <laughs> Like, right when I knew when they was like, we're going to give you the ring, we're going to give you an introduction. I know there's some type of fucked up swerve around the corner. The baby faces aren't just going to hand things off to the heels, especially when the heels are as annoying and arrogant as Pretty Deadly. And I say that not in an insulting way, but I'm saying that as their gimmick because I actually like Pretty Deadly. I do too. I am a fan of Pretty Deadly. It took a bit of them to grow on us, so. What do you mean us? It took a while for them to grow on you. I was a fan from day one. Yeah. I really was. Like, so I'm just saying. And so we now know they're going to face off for the tag team titles. And we're going to see if uh, Braun Breaker and Wesley can be double champions. The crowd's chanting Wesley two belts. I don't like the sound of that, by the way. Me neither. But Braun Breaker with two belts doesn't sound like too much of a bad idea. No, it does not. That does it. No. So, and then R-Truth comes out, and that just made things awkward. Then they cut to commercial, which was weird. Yes, it was. Like, everything was just awkward after that. Yes, it was very awkward. Awkward. Yes, a weird transition of everything. But then we get to our first official match of the evening, if If we even even want to call it that. that. Uh, R-Truth versus Grayson Waller. It wasn't a match because something happened. <laughs> R-Truth got hurt because he fucked up with a botch and hurt his fucking knee. And back and forth during a commercial, you could see Grayson Waller going, what the hell's going on here? So he played it very well, but he automatically knew, <laughs> yeah, yeah, R-Truth's not getting back to into this ring. I would look forward to seeing R-Truth go against Grayson Waller, but everybody knows that Grayson Waller was going to win, but he won this way. And after the match, nobody can touch me. Ha, 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 ha. I was like, shut up, Grayson Waller, even though you're a magnificent bastard. Yeah, this was a sad opening to the show. It was a very sad opening. It, and it was it, it was a terror. And here's why. R-Truth did a move he should not have fucking done. Agreed. I, I mean, there's no logical reason for R-Truth to do that. And it, it's not even a matter of don't do stupid shit you don't know how to do. Exactly. Because I'm not saying R-Truth necessarily doesn't know how to do that. Here's what I'm saying. What? R-Truth is so talented and so charismatic and such a great worker. He doesn't have to do stupid, flippy-dippy, diving bullshit like this to get over. He's already over. He does not have to... He barely has to leave his feet. He's that damn good. So when he does stupid shit like this... 
For what? To entertain a bunch of marks? Pretty much. Who are gonna forget that moment in a week like they forget every other fucking thing that happens? Yep. Because they have the attention span of a fucking gerbil? <laughs> It was fucking stupid. It was very stupid. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I feel bad that R-Truth is hurt, and I hope he's okay. But just because I hope he's okay doesn't change the fact that that move he did was fucking stupid. There was no reason for it. There was no call for it. This was not going to lead to anything. This was going to be guaranteed a one-and-done match. There was no program to be made with R-Truth and Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller was going to use this to get a win, to recover from the loss to Apollo Crews, and get himself back on track. But Grayson Waller, of course, he stalled for time. He did push-ups. He was, you know, taunting the fans. He was doing what he has to do to buy some time. Because that's literally what you do in those situations. Because remember, when you're in the ring, there's a kayfabe situation here. So he can't run down there to see if he's okay. He has to play it off and go taunt the fans and go buy some time to find out if he can continue. Then, once they find out he can't continue, the ref called for the bell. They gave the win to Grayson Waller. And Grayson Waller grabbed the mic and said what he needed to say to get the segment going. But I'm pretty sure that match was supposed to go longer. So that fucks up the whole momentum of the show. Because now, you have a match that didn't go to the time. It went too short yeah yeah i agree he went too short because he fucked up so and i i'm sorry uh whole r-truth recovers yes and i'm pretty sure that there's a lot of shit that went down that i think was meant to fill the time yes so after this we cut to the backstage area with the schism mm -hmm. where um ava rain says she knows exactly what she's doing the schism knows exactly what she's doing mm -hmm. she's not brainwashed and that when she was injured joe gacy was the only one who reached out to him and the people that she thought were her friends didn't reach out to her at all ava rain uh made a very good point They're like i'm not being brainwashed and her debuting uh last week's like who the hell's that oh that's the rock's daughter i was like Oh, I see it now. Same facial expression. And she says, I'm not being brainwashed. She's doing her own thing. <clears throat> Charlotte Flair, pay attention, please. But I thought this here was pretty good right here. Here, you want a button? <laughs> and that's what I love most about it. What you just said. She is The Rock's daughter. Yes, and they are making no references to that at all. No, they're not. They are not saying The Rock's name. They are not saying anything about her. They're not saying anything about the fact that she's related to The Rock. I'm sure at some point, if she gets into a singles feud, someone might bring that up as a way to, uh, as a little jabbing point to get, you know, interest. You know, it's kind of like with, um, Braun Breaker, where, you know, when he first started, he, um, you know, he was kind of going through his own thing. Then eventually he got into the feud with Tommaso Ciampa, and that's when he mentioned you got a 33 and a third chance trying to make fun of the Steiner math promo that Scott Steiner is so famous for. Mm -hmm. And that's when we started seeing the inkling of the fact that he's related to the Steiners. Yeah. And especially since the Steiners are now back in the good graces of the WWE as evidence of their induction into the Hall of Fame. And Braun is kind of sometimes flirting with the line. I'm not saying he's, he's crossed it, but he's definitely flirting with that line of being a Steiner. Yes, he is. And I hope he doesn't flirt with it too much. And also you have to take into account, there's not a lot of big stars in NXT. No, there's not. So it makes sense for him to have the gold. Very true. Now, as long as he doesn't get, to, when he gets to the main roster, he doesn't get some undeserving fast push, pay some dues while he's up there, then they won't have a Charlotte repeat. But I love with Ava, she is literally doing her own thing. There's no references to The Rock of any kind. Very true, sir. Now, we also have to bear in mind that at some point down the road, 
especially if The Rock ends up making an appearance at WrestleMania and there's a takeover that weekend. It's probably going to get mentioned at some point. It can't not get mentioned at some point. No, it cannot be. It cannot. But as long as Ava is get is being treated exactly the same, isn't clearly getting special treatment, isn't having shit handed to her on a silver platter, it won't matter. No, it will not. So as long as we don't have another Charlotte situation on our hands, we'll be fine. Oh, please, Jesus, no. We're dealing enough with that shit. Yes, we do. But uh, we then cut to uh, Zoe Stark and Indy Hartwell, who get into it over who deserves a title shot. Eh, okay, I deserve it. No, I deserve it. No, I deserve it. You both deserve it. Shut up now. Okay, moving on. Here's the thing with Indy Hartwell that I want to say. Do one of two things. Either A, give the bitch the NXT women's title, or B, call the bitch up. I, I, d- d- stop pussyfooting around with Indy Hartwell. This is for goddamn ridiculous. We already know she's married to Dexter Loomis. We already know that's a thing. She came down, he came down to save her from a, from a moment and then gave her that goodbye for now kind of thing. Like it wasn't a divorce, just a goodbye for now. And Dexter Loomis has been doing the thing on the main roster with The Miz. So here's what I need to know. When are we going to call up Indy Hartwell? Because I feel like at some point, this thing with The Miz and Dexter Loomis is going to go somewhere. There's going to need to be some kind of mixed tag, especially with Maurice involved. So that would be the perfect time to call up Indy. And Indy Hartwell, I think, is ready for the main roster. But the only reason I would keep her in NXT is to put the belt on her. So if you're not going to give her the belt, call her up. Because she's just wasting time down there. Zoe Stark, I would also put the NXT Women's title on her. Mm -hmm. I don't think now would be the time, though, because she already lost a high-profile match to Mandy Rose. Mm -hmm. So I don't think she needs to go for it again. I think that her and Nikita Lyons are better suited with the tag belts. Yes, I 100% agree, sir. I 100% agree. I think that'd be better. I'd like to see any Hartwell with a uh, world title and uh, Zoe Stark and uh, Nikita Lyons having the tag team titles. Otherwise than that, moving on. Yes. So we cut to the backstage area with Thea Hale, who is being trained before her match by Andre Chase. Hale glances over the Chase U flag and laments that things don't feel right. They don't have anyone to hold the flag tonight. Duke Hudson bursts through a wall and screams that he will do it. Okay. Uh, the Brody guy, the guy who's close to carry the flag, I think Duke, something happened with this. This was kind of funny right here. Thea Hale getting pumped up. You know, she's short of a jobber. But this was more funny. Okay. Moving on. Don't care. <laughs> yeah, so basically, Duke cuts and saying, I'm going to do it, and we're like, all right. This... Okay, who gives a shit? We're basically just waiting for the heel turn. Yeah, we are. We, we know it's coming. Yes, we do. You're wasting our time. Yes, we are. We can see right through this. Yes, we do. So we move on to the next match of the evening, and we got Thea Hale with Andre Chase and Duke Hudson versus Hot for Teacher, Kiana James. You call this a match? Yes. Yes, I do call it a match. Thea Hale put up a good fight, and Kiana James, man, she is... Like, one hot teacher. She is like, oh, I like her right there. Yeah, I hate to say this, but she's hotter than Thea Hell. Anyways, back and forth, back and forth. And uh, basically, Thea Hell is always on the on the fence. Keena James is always on the offense. And when Keena James hit her finishing move, uh, Duke Hudson tried to put her foot up. The ref caught it. And then uh, Andre said, no, we're not supposed to do that. We're not supposed to. You get out of here right now. 30 seconds later, Keena James hits her finisher again. One, two, three. Done. Vinny, your thoughts. I mean, I like it. I mean, I do too. I like Keanu James. I mean, even though I call her hot for teacher, it's because she looks like a hot teacher. But really, 
Her actual gimmick is she's a businesswoman who makes business deals. Her finishing move is called the 401k, which I think is fucking great. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. the I love the wordplay with people's gimmicks. Yes. When yes. you when you have a finisher and you name it after something that fits your gimmick, I love when people do that. Yes, yes. yes I really yes, do. Yes, it's it's yes, 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 it's a great yes. way to make a finisher your own, even if it's a move that other people do or you've seen other people do in the past. If you can give it your own name and put mm. your own spin on it, you make it your own. Yes, you and do. that's what's perfect. Uh, and and obviously, Duke Hudson, he's used to doing stuff in a heelish way because he's normally a heel. And Andre Chase is not. So he's letting him know, we're not going to win that way. Nope. We earn our victories. We And if we lose, we lose honorably. And we work hard to not lose again. Yes. So uh, I thought it was a great uh, moment. It was a great match and, of course, a great teachable moment. Very teachable moment. Yes. And then after the match, uh, obviously Dempsey shows up, attacks Chase from behind. Hudson comes in and makes the save. And, of course, this begs the question. Mm-hmm. Is Duke Hudson really trying to turn over a new leaf or are him and Dempsey secretly working together? Him and Dempsey are secretly working up together. I'm just like like you said, we're just waiting for it. Just waiting for that, that perfect, perfect opportunity. Yes. Perfect opportunity for Hudson to make his heel turn and blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, moving on. Yes, we move on to the next match of the evening. If If we we even want to call it that. that. We got Odyssey Jones versus Javier Bernal. It went longer than I thought it was. Guess how long it was. Uh, I don't know how long. Three minutes and 20 seconds. That's it. That's it. We thought it was go- I thought it was going to be a little bit shorter. All right, you got the toothpick going going against Odyssey Jones. Back and forth, back and forth. Javier he tried, but Odyssey Jones was like, screw this. Basically, he ran at him, just ran in him, just boink, hit the ba- uh, hit the boss man, boss man slam for the win. One, two, three. Odyssey Jones in his return match wins. Yay! Boring. No, thank you. Shall we move on? Benny, your thoughts. Glad to see Odyssey Jones back. Yeah, I did too. I agree with that. Uh, Javier, we did. He's a jobber, clearly. Jobber. This is. Oh, I don't know why he's even here. He's like, he's like, good body, Javi. Like, nobody thinks you have a good body. Nobody cares about your body. Uh, you're like every other flippy small guy on the roster. There's nothing special about you. Uh, Odyssey Jones is somebody you can realistically push. Yes. He's got a personality. Does he have an amazing physique? No, but he his personality is in ring skill make up for it. And he's clearly in great in ring shape. Yes. This is exactly what Odyssey Jones needed on his on his return. Yes, he does. He okay. didn't he didn't need to be in the ring for 10, 15 minutes or anything like that. In fact, I have a theory that the reason this match went 3 minutes and 20 seconds was because of the first match. I think if the first match had gone its proper length, that would have been a shorter match. That probably would have, but they made it work. So. They, they did. That's what, and that's what professionals do. Yes. You make things work when shit um, go, hits the fan. Yes, that's true. So next, we cut to the in-ring segment that's with Toxic right. Attraction. Uh, they're celebrating the one-year anniversary of Mandy Rose being the NXT Women's Champion. She's been NXT Women's Champion for an entire year. Jane tells the crowd to bow in the presence of great 365 days of Mandy Rose being the most dominating champion in NXT history. Dolan adds that Rose is superior to every man and woman in the locker room. Jane throws to a video package celebrating Rose's career. Rose says all that wasn't too bad for a piece of eye candy. That's the way everyone saw her. She bet on herself and came to NXT to prove herself. She has given every woman in the back a shot, and she stepped on every one of them. Smoke fills the ring, and Alba Fire appears. Fire clears the ring and puts Dolan through a table with the gory bomb. Fire says she's taking Rose's title in two weeks, and she'll take out JC Jane next week. Okay, this right here 
Mandy Rose, much as I hate, I'm tired of her, the title. Is it me? Every time she comes back on live TV, does she just get, I don't know, hotter? Well, yeah, it's because she's wearing different wearing different outfits. And she's, you know, has her hair done a different way. Yeah. She changes up her style. And when she said, everybody hated me because I'm a piece of eye candy. Like, yeah, you... Yeah, you are a piece of eye candy. And but I mean, okay, yeah, you dominated, even though you had help half the time with those two little bimbos. But I didn't mean that. I mean that in the most nicest way. Okay, then the, uh, the fire and Alpha Fire hits the glory bomb. She's gonna take out everybody. In two weeks, she says she's gonna take Manny Rose's title. I'm I'm a former believer. Manny Bucci can't be too. We have to see it to believe it. Am I right? Exactly. I, I, until I see a three count and her holding the belt above her head, I don't know. I don't buy it. Me neither. But okay. here's the thing. What? When it comes to Mandy Rose, as annoyed as I am to see her with the title right now, I have to take a moment and give credit where it's due. Everything she said in that promo was 100% true. 100% true. Because it's true. Because that's the thing. Everyone saw her as an as eye candy. Everyone saw her as a centerfold bitch. And here's the reality. From the time she debuted in WWE to the moment she, she showed up in NXT, that's exactly what she was. It's why I hated her for so long. I have had a hatred for Mandy Rose because a variety of reasons. Number one, that's all she was, was a hot piece of ass. When the Wens and I were on AM920, The Answer, that's how far back this goes. All the way back to 2017, 2018. Because I was there from January 2017 to September of 2018. I was on AM920, The Answer with the Wens and the Wens World doing the male soap opera moment. I have preached my hatred for Mandy Rose because she is nothing but a centerfold bitch. And there are so many women that are more talented than her. And also, here's the thing that really bothered me. When she was on Tough Enough, that's how far back my hatred went. And I remember because it was her, Mata, a guy that we interviewed that I'll put that in, that interview's gonna be coming up soon when we take our break and I'm putting up classic stuff during that time, you're gonna see the Mata interview that I did. But it was her, Mata, and I can't remember who the other person was. And this was during the time when originally the judges for Tough enough were Daniel Bryan, Paige, who in AEW we know as Soraya, and Hulk Hogan. Huh. Now, during the filming of Tough Enough, Hogan was fired from WWE over the video that we all know. The, the, the sex tape, the, the racist remarks, all that shit. And they replaced him with The Miz. We already know how I feel about him, so we're not really going to get too much into that. Please don't. But this was a moment that The Miz had that showed that what I've always said about him and how I've always felt about him is true. That he is not a wrestler. He is a reality TV star who plays a wrestler and has infiltrated the business for well over a decade. And nothing he has done in his career has shown me otherwise except that brief run he had as a babyface against Shane McMahon. That's the best work he's ever done. The two best matches he's ever had in his career were against Dolph Ziggler at No Mercy 2016 and the WrestleMania 35 match with Shane McMahon. Those were his best matches ever in his whole career. Everything else he's ever done has been shit. And... The judges were given an option on the show, Tough Enough, where they were given a save. And that means you, during the bottom three, when there's three people up for elimination, one time, once per judge can use their save to save someone. Once you put that save, they are automatically not eliminated. And then it goes to the other two. And The Miz used his save on Mandy. Mm. And because of that, Mata ended up getting eliminated, which was unfair, unjust, and a crock of shit because Mata was the best person on that show. He deserved Tough Enough more than anybody else that was on that show at that time. He blew 
everyone out of the water. He had the body. He had the promo. He had a gimmick. He knew how to do everything inside that ring. He is hands down the best talent that was ever been on that Tough Enough show for that season. He was the best. He was the man. Today, he would be a big time player, but instead, he's off doing his own thing because he got fucked. So that combined with the push that she was getting that she didn't deserve, the shitty matches that she was having, and everything else, I grew to hate Mandy Rose with everything I got. I hated her so much, but since she's been in NXT, she has improved dramatically in the ring. She has improved dramatically with her promos, and she has proven to be a phenomenal heel. Really, my only complaint with Mandy at this point is the same issue I have with Roman Reigns. She's run out of people. This title reign's gone too long. It's stale, and it's boring, and nobody cares anymore. And this is a problem that WWE has had. When you run through your entire talent, and you don't build anybody else up, you fuck up the roster. And they've done this before. They did it with Asuka. They did the same thing with her. They put her on this hellacious title run, and never let her job to anybody. Until so they job to the biggest cancer in the women's locker room, the false flare. That was Asuka's first loss was when she tapped out in New Orleans. She had not lost one match before that time when she should have put over Ember Moon and passed the torch to her. But instead, they just had her hand off the belt and, man, and Ember ended up winning in a fatal four-way match. Might as well just pissed in her mouth. And now we're going to have that situation again because now Alba Fire wants another shot. We just saw her lose. So if she doesn't win in two weeks, you've run through your division. There's nobody left. And when there's nobody left, you bore everyone to death. You have to have a light at the end of the tunnel. Otherwise, you fuck up everything. And they've backed themselves into a corner that they're making it impossible to get out of because they're just digging the hole deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. Uh, that's a pretty big hole. It is. Very huge hole. So, if Alba Fire doesn't win in two weeks... I don't know what we're gonna do. There's nowhere left for this to go. None at all. I may even just skip this, the Toxic Attraction segments because there'll be nothing else left to talk about. <laughs> And on that note, we're going to cut to, we have this random guy named Scripps. You can screen my calls, but you cannot screen my fury. This is intriguing here. Basically, you know, they're doing that thing where, you know, you've reached the WWE office and all that other shit. Please leave your name and number and a brief message and we will get back to you. At our earliest convenience. Have a great day. And it says, you can scream my calls, but you cannot scream my fury. One by one, you all shall fall. So just let it happen, and it's written on the walls. Coming to NXT almost feels like home, because inside those ropes, the canvas will be the place how I express how I feel in my bones. I will leave my mark, and I warn you all, on my imminent start, sincerely, Scripps. Okay, I don't know who this is. I can't see your face. So until then, I don't know who you are until I see you in the ring. You could just, just be a, another spot monkey motherfucker. So there. I mean, I don't know either. And here's the thing that I find most intriguing. We already know some of the people who've already returned. Like we know it's not Dominic Dijakovic. He's even doing his own vignettes, announcing his return and shedding the retribution gimmick. So the question is, who would be coming back or who's going to debut this character and when are they going to reveal it? My guess is probably they're going to do it at deadline in December because when you have a big reveal like that, you want it to be on a pre on a pay-per-view or a premium live event as they now call it because that way pe people have to pay to see it because you got to have a Peacock subscription in order to see the premium live events. Mm -hmm. 
So that's the best way to do it. Make them see the premium live event as it's happening. And then you know who it is. That's when I would reveal it. Because I wouldn't drive this out for too long. Because if you drive this out for months and months, the reveal is going to be a letdown if it's not like a legendary comeback. And after that, we get to the backstage area with Apollo Crews, who states his claim for a shot at the NXT Championship. Von Wagner walks in and tells Crews if he wants a shot, he should plan to face him. He's taking Breaker's title first. That's all this right here. Basically, what they need to do is Apollo Crews against Von Wagner for our number one contendership. Just to be fair. I mean, that could be it, you know. Or they just do what they do usually and fuck it up. Yeah, just hand it to somebody and whatever. Yep, okay. And on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. We got Zoe Stark with Nikita Lyons versus Indy Hartwell. Not a bad match, Vinny. What do you think? Oh, it was great. It was a great match. Probably the most exciting match of the night. Anyways, Indy Hartwell and Zoe Stark were trading blows. Back and forth, back and forth. Both of them on the offense, both of them on the defense. You know what the wonderful thing was there, Vinny? What? They stayed off the top row. <laughs> They weren't doing a springy springy bullshit or anything like that. Okay, and then, but the problem with uh, Nikita Lyons, uh, Zoe Stark, she was just losing her temper too much. And Nikita Lyons, when she stopped, about to get disqualified, she wanted to put Indy through the table. It's like, you can't win that way. Get her back in the ring. All of a sudden, she got distracted. Anywhere I hit her finisher, one, two, three, and the winner is Indy Hartwell. Yes. I don't know if it would have got her disqualified because I've never seen somebody get put through the announce table and cause a DQ. I've only seen it happen like once or twice. Okay. Because if they did that, it would be weird. But it's just, you can't win the match that way. The worst thing that can happen is you can get counted out. That's true. If it takes too long. So I think that Nikita wanted her to win it legit. This is another example of someone trying to stop somebody from doing a heel move. Mm-hmm. Win the right way and they lose. Yeah. We saw because we saw that earlier with the chase with Andre Chase and Thea Hale and all that. Yeah. So now we're seeing it again. And obviously, um Zoe is frustrated. Indy deserved the win most definitely. Of course she did. So now here's the billion dollar question. What's that? Is this gonna cause a rift between Zoe and Nikita? Hopefully not. Because I know they're challenging for the women's tag belts next week. Yes. I'm gonna say this right now. Uh-huh. If they don't win the belts, yes. I think Zoe's gonna turn on Nikita. I can see I think that. we're gonna we're gonna yeah. see uh, I, can see that. I can see that happening. Because yeah. if they don't win the tag belts, why keep them together? Yeah, that's true. You know, it's going to be frustrating. It's like, you know, I you know, I could have won this way. You keep wanting me to do things the honorable way. Well, honor ain't working, so fuck that. Yeah, I'm going to do it this way. I can see that happening. I yeah. see the wheels turning. The wheels keep on turning. Yeah, so either way, though, great match. Yeah, very good match. Two yeah. women who know how to work and did this match very well. And like you said, there was no springboards. There was no silly shit. Nope. These two women just went out there and worked. Anyway. It was phenomenal. Yep, absolutely. And then we get to the backstage area with Valentina Feroz, who asked Sangha to be in her corner tonight. Veer Mahan walks in and Sangha says no. Mahan tells Saga that being nice will get him nowhere. This was fucking pointless. I don't know why we were watching this. Somebody asked for the help. No, I can't do that. You need to stop being nice. Like Green Day says, nice guy, tennis last. But this was pointless. This was boring yeah. as shit with the Kali Twins 2.0. Yeah. Nice guys finish last, but they finish. And sometimes they finish first. <laughs> or sometimes not at all. Or at all. <laughs> but yeah, and of course, uh, being nice will get you nowhere. Normally that would be boring. Yeah. But, but like, I, based on what I just said before and what we haven't before, apparently being nice will get you nowhere has been the fucking theme of this goddamn show. Pretty much. We've had two guys who stopped themselves from being heels mm-hmm. and did the right thing and got pinned one, two, three. One, two, three. So he's got a point. He does. Now, on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. If we even want to call it that. Again. We got Cora Jade versus Valentina Feroz. Valentina Feroz, she put, tried to put, put up a good fight. She did, but Cora Jade got the best of her. 
I mean, do you call this a match? Mm-mm. No, no, it wasn't a match at all. I wouldn't really call it a squash, but it could have been a bit better, but at least Valentina Perez, she tried to put up a good fight, but she was going against the main, one of the main heels in NXT, Cora Jade, and all of a sudden, Rod's fires up, Jade hits the finisher for the win, one, two, three, Cora Jade. And uh, <coughs> uh, Cora Jade was celebrating and tried to attack uh, Valentina Perez with a little stick. All of a sudden, Sleepy Chew comes out for the save. She even though she got hit in the gut first, and then but then she uh, she saved the day. And Corey's like, "Come on, seriously, when she was like, oh, come on, come on, come on." So, anyways, hopefully a certain basket is closed. Anyways, Vinny, your thoughts? This was why was this here? I don't know. This served very little to no purpose. It was an angle match. It did nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, gave Cora Jade a victory so she could recover from the loss to Roxanne Perez, and then also set up a feud between Cora Jade and Wendy Chu. And uh, and Wendy Chu, of course, comes out. She's getting hit with. She gets hit in the ribs, and yet is still able to fight. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that makes fucking sense. Yeah, I'm gonna take this pipe. I'm gonna hit you really hard in the ribs, and then you're gonna come back and fight me. Mm-hmm. Face to face like that. That was we're goddamn ridiculous. Very fucking stupid. And and of course, I, and she had, of course she looked. I don't know what the fuck was going on with that outfit she was wearing. It was just stupid. It was pointless. It was her goddamn ridiculous. The bitch was wearing pajamas. Oh god, here we go. I thought I told you to like she, the fucking basket, Danny. She looked. Hey, hey. That doesn't change the fact that she looked like a ninja turtle. <laughs> she looked like one of the ninja turtles. I I can't tell. Well. I think it was the one, which one is the one that likes the pizza, baby? Which one was that? Uh, uh, it wasn't Leonardo. Leo's got more sense than that. <laughs> it wasn't Donatello because he would know how to, how to dodge a bow, how to dodge a, a Bowie, Bowie staff, I think it's called, like the, the, the thing. Yeah, I don't know. I ain't the karate kid. I'm a manager. So uh, <laughs> I didn't use that. I use a cane. <laughs> Next time, sell my shit. Uh-huh. And then, uh, it, I, it, I, so it could have been Raphael, but Raphael's a lot meaner, and she don't really have that much of a mean streak. I mean, she did when she fought the blonde with the cornrows, but uh, it wasn't. But other than that, uh, I, so I think it was Michelangelo. Yeah, she she looked like Michelangelo. She looked like the she looked like the one with the with the the, the thing on the chain and the swinging uh the knuck the knuck yeah the knuckle chucks the, the knuckle, knuckle chucks, chucks yeah. Anyway, the bitch is still wearing pajamas and she shut upon my business. Damn. You do not get hit in the Damn. ribs and keep trying to fight. Damn. What she should have done was duck the move, bounce off the ropes, and knock the bitch out. You Damn. don't come back from the rib shot. Stop shitting upon my business and put on some. Fucking trucks! Put on some boots and tights, damn it! Vinny, get me back in the ba- basket now before get- I kill him. <laughs> Alright, Gator, you've had your fun time. Get back in the basket. I'm not getting back in the basket. I am not done. Basket. I still need the answer. Basket. Why is she wearing pajamas? Basket. Listen here, hey. Hey, basket. Chucky, why is she wearing pajamas? I know we tried to explain to you. Get back in the fucking basket now. Go, bad dog. So you're saying we're not friends to the end anymore? We are still friends to the end, so sometimes I just want to go st- go through here and strangle you back in the basket. Go. Can I get a hidey ho? Hidey ho. That's Mr. Hanky. That's not what I was looking for. Okay, I want I-, I thought you were Chucky, not a piece of shit. Yeah, I feel like one every once in a while. Basket! I'm not going to the basket. Basket! I'm not going to the basket. Basket! I refuse to go to the basket. Basket now! You don't get to send me to the basket. Put me back to the basket. Zach, Zach, Zach. I need you to chill. Take a deep breath. I, I got this. Go, Zach. Calm down. Fine. Gator, for the last time, go to the basket. I don't need to go to the basket. Gator, go to the basket. I'm not going to the basket. Gator, 
Go to the basket right now. I'm not going to the basket. Gator, get in the fucking basket. Fuck you. All right, he's gone. There we go. Took care of that. How many times have I told you to put a fucking padlock on that fucking basket of his? I did. He keeps breaking the fuck out, okay? <sighs> I don't know. Maybe some, maybe he's got a friend with bolt cutters. I don't fucking know. What, All do, right. what do you want me to do? Lock him in a straitjacket and put him in the basket? That might fucking work. Maybe. I don't fucking know. I don't think that's legal. Uh, I think there's a law against that. Uh, all right, moving on. Yes. On that note, we're going to move on to the main event of the evening for the NXT Tag Team Titles. Pretty Deadly defends the titles against Braun Breaker and Wesley. I thought this was boring as shit for a main event. <laughs> um, was it not? Jesus Christ, I couldn't keep my eyes open. I mean, either. You, I remember one time you kept on walking around. I was like screwing on my phone. I was like, can we get this over with? I was like looking, hey, pretty girls in bikinis, rather than watch this shit right here. For a second there, I thought that Wesley and Bob Baker was going to win. But no, 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 no. We had to have one thing I'm sick of seeing in both shows, NXT and AEW, are the fucking distractions. But making Wesley a double champion would not make sense at the time. Not right now and not ever. Braun Breaker having a double champion, that's okay. But this right here was boring as shit. I kept on going, yeah. My eyes kept on, yeah. I was getting heavy that, yeah. So this right here was absolutely boring as shit. This whole card has been generally boring as shit. The only match of the night that was actually somewhat entertaining was Zoe Stark and Annie Hartwell. Finny, go ahead. Braun Breaker suplexes both members of Pretty Deadly at the same time. That was probably the only highlight of the whole fucking match. It was. Whole, dude, it was the most entertaining thing that happened the whole fucking night. Yeah, pretty was much. Was that spot. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Pretty like much. that that's the one thing that's the only thing in this match that made you go holy shit yeah. other than our truth getting legit hurt but that yeah. doesn't count because he got legit hurt that's so true. you were saying holy shit for the wrong reasons yeah that's true. this was holy shit for the right reasons yep. so i thought it was thought it, i thought it was uh it was boring they, there was nothing special happening here you knew the titles weren't changing hands nope. if they did it would have been stupid very stupid because it makes no sense for Braun breaker to be a tag team champion with wesley mostly because a they're not a tag team and b ron breaker comes from a legendary tag team of his father and his uncle. If Braun Breaker is going to be a tag team champion, it needs to be with somebody that he is a friend with in professional wrestling or in WWE. It needs to be somebody that has a special bond with him. It's got to be something great like that. You know what I mean? He needs to be a tag team with somebody that's actually going to help him climb the ladder of success. Yes. Because, like I said, he's a, he comes from tag team royalty. He does. So it, you can't just pair him up with just anybody. If he's going to win a tag belt, it's got to be with somebody meaningful, and it's got to be something that's at the right time. This was not it. This was not meaningful. This was blah. And, of blah. course, Carmelo Hayes appears out of nowhere, pushes Lee off the top rope, and then Lee dives out of the ring and lands on Hayes. Both men fight to the back. Von Widener hops the barricade, boots Breaker in the face. Backstage, Cruz is watching the action. J.D. McDonald walks in and tells Cruz that his vision of being the face of NXT is going to be hard to see with a detached retina. Okay. Okay. Let me just say this. What? And then I'll let you give yeah, your thoughts. Nice the whole Lee diving out of the ring was the fakest thing I've seen all night. I mean, he... First of all, Carmelo is out there taunting. Wesley bounces off the ropes, runs and runs and jumps. 
Again, Carmelo's just fucking standing there. Then he barely hits the ground, pops back up, somehow rolls around mm-hmm. and gets right in front of Wesley and they can fight and they start bra- and he starts punching him to the back. That looks stupid as fuck. It did. It was fake, it was dumb, it was unnecessary and didn't need to fucking happen. That was re- goddamn ridiculous. Especially on a night where someone did a move similar to that and got fucking injured. Mm-hmm. This was retarded. Now, the thing with Wagner and Breaker was fine because Breaker hopped the barricade while Braun Breaker was distracted. And obviously earlier, you know, Robert Stone was confronting Braun Breaker about how Von Wagner wants to take him on for the title. He said, if he wants it, if he wants it, he can come talk to me himself. Don't send a stooge. So Von Wagner came out and addressed him himself, physically. With a giant boot to the face. So I thought that was a very well done statement. Yes, it was. And I feel like this is something that's going to lead to deadline. Yes. Is where I think that's going to happen. Or it's going to happen on free TV. And at deadline, he's going to face either J.D. McDonough or Apollo Crews. Now, if he does face Von Wagner at deadline, then I think Crews and McDonough will face off at deadline as well. Because I feel like Crews is going to have to go through J.D. McDonough to get the title shot. And here's what I think needs to happen. What's that? Breaker needs to beat Wagner. Crews needs to beat McDonough. Crews needs to beat Breaker. Apollo Crews should be the one to beat Braun Breaker and become the NXT champion. Because he deserves it. He's that damn good. And it'll be more beneficial to NXT. Because Apollo Crews has been in serious need of a repackage. And they've done such a great job with him thus far. Yes, they have. Yes, because they have. he's come a long way since Vince McMahon buried him so many years ago. That is true. And the way they buried him was sad and pathetic. So now Triple H sees the potential and is willing to change all the bullshit. So that's how I felt about that. Zach, your final thoughts on um, this ordeal. Yeah, uh, yeah I saw that, that, that dive out. I was like, okay, no. And then uh, that with Lee diving out. I was like, okay, that was fake as fuck. You just make it look bad. And Bob Weiner hitting that giant boot, the, uh, the breaker, was like, yeah, that was a statement right there. And backstage with J.D. McDonough confirming uh, Apollo Cruz is like, yeah, we'll see what happens. No, next week, most likely we're going to see is Cruz against McDonough. Just maybe just for the hell of it to see how those two work together in the ring. Well, they have to because J.D.'s clearly standing in his way. So Cruz would have to go through him to get to Breaker. Yes. And if Breaker beats Von Wagner, then Von Wagner has no reason to stand in his way. That is very true, sir. Yeah. And that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up uh, this episode of NXT. Uh, Zach, as always, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join me. And I'll uh, look forward to seeing you on the next one. Yeah, you also forgot to mention, I'm actually here in studio, folks. Yeah, that's right. Zach's actually been here, if you can tell from the timing. And, uh, oh, by the way, at some point uh, in this episode, since we're kind of breaking the fourth wall on this, at one point he asked me a question, and I go, "Mm mm-mm. That's because he was in studio, I took a sip of my drink, and the dumbass decided to ask me a question. (sighs) So, Zach doesn't know how to read a room, ladies and gentlemen, so it... When you see him doing awkward shit or saying awkward shit, and you're like, bro, read the room. When it comes to a room, he doesn't know how to read. He's illiterate with rooms. Books he can read. Rooms he can't. One day I can work on that, you dick. Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't say bad stuff about Zach being illiterate. I should write it. So anyway, um, make sure you guys uh, follow the Boochcast. We're on Anchor. Anchor. Spotify. Spotify. Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts. And iHeartRadio. And iHeartRadio. 
Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash theboochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Be sure to check out uh, the latest episode of the Male Soap Opera Moment that will be dropping later this week. The Wens and I will be giving our predictions for WWE Crown Jewel set to take place this Saturday on Peacock. So make sure you guys uh, check that out as well. It'll be on the Facebook page uh, definitely before the show starts. Uh, also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Visit our YouTube channel. Check out all of our YouTube content. And be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. This coming Thursday, our video, Extreme and Obscene, Rob Black's XPW, will drop this week. And of course, next week will be the steroid trials, where at the end of that video, I make a big announcement that you guys are going to love concerning the YouTube channel. Now, make sure you guys follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, November 26th for WWE Survivor Series. We're going to be getting together for the Survivor Series at 8 p.m. when the main roster debuts War Games. So make sure you join us for the War Games. It's going to be a hell of a great event. Also, we have our live D&D show coming soon, as well as our Boochcast booking battle and another special treat. Also, uh, be sure to support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. Pick the one that works best within your budget. Our first level is $0.99, cents, $1 per month. Our second level is $4.99, $5 per month. The same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We get better content than Peacock anyway. And we have the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99. The same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since over the Peacock, you got to know to put that $9.99. So take that $9.99, bring it over here. We got better content than the network. And unlike All Elite Wrestling, we actually care about our fans and are dedicated to giving the people what they want. You have the option of paying with a credit card or with GPay. Now, the best part is all the money that we raise goes back into the show in some capacity. We use to upgrade our equipment. We use to bring in bigger name guests, pay the bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and you boots are to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then if there's any money left over, when it's all said and done, we use the rest to feed uh, Zachariah Scott his ramen noodles because he's a starving boy and uh, he, you know, he he needs his nourishment in order to uh, wash them dishes. You know, he needs the strength and the ramen noodles give him the strength to uh, put the soap on the plate and scrub the plates and thoroughly get them nice and clean for the guests. And, of course, we're trying to get him laid so he'll be less grouchy and grumpy and, you know, not have to worry about being taken off in a mothership. And that's a surprise that you'll have to worry about later. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Boochcast. I'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby! Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. A la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.